Hey guys, this is Pete. Before we start the show, I just wanted to give a quick shameless plug for my debut novel entitled Frankenstein, A Life Beyond. It's the first direct sequel to Mary Shelley's classic and follows Ernest Frankenstein, the sole survivor of the original book. Like mystery, adventure, romance, horror, then this is the ebook for you. Check it out today on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and my website, EnceladusLiterary.com. That's E-N-C-E-L-A-D-U-S-Literary.com. Thanks. Now on with the show. I guess what we do is just drive around this circle here. Should be the second left exit. There's a hotel. Hey, look, kids. There's Big Ben and there's Parliament. I know. I can't seem to get over to the left, honey. I'll try next time. Sorry. We'll get out of this jam in a minute. Kids! Big Ben! Parliament again. Kids. We know Big Ben. Parliament. Look, kids! Forget it. <laughs> it's amazing. I cannot get left. There's Big Ben kids, Parliament. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Hindsight is 2020 a show where we look at anything in this world and arrogantly say how we'd fix it. And I can prove it with my usual flawless logic. These two idiots. <laughs> we give our thoughts on movies and TV shows that should or should not have been. Dad, what river is this? Ah, that's the Mississippi. The mighty Mississippi. <laughs> the old miss. The old man. Deep river. My home is over Jordan. With your host, Pete. I was just uh, smelling, smiling. I was just blouse browsing. <laughs> for your wife or your girlfriend? Ooh, it is warm in here. Well, you have your coat on. Yes. Oh, do I? How did that happen? Because it's cold out? Yes. Yes. It is. It's a bit nipply out. I mean, nippy out. <laughs> I say nipple. <laughs> uh, there is a nip in the air, though. Can I take something out for you? And Greg. I distinctly ordered the uh, Antarctic Blue Super Sports Wagon with the CB and the optional Rally Fun Pack. You didn't order the uh, Metallic P? Metallic P? No, Antarctic Blue. The sports wagon. This isn't even the right model. You know, I think you're right. I don't think this is the car. This is the new Wagon Queen family truckster. This is a this is a damn fine automobile. If you want my honest opinion, beats the hell out of the sports wagon. But I want to make you happy, huh? And we slowly and mercilessly beat our subject to death. <laughs> what is it? It's a, a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. <sighs> oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. I'm sorry, Clark. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! 
son. Any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me? I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people, and I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? All right, so we're doing vacation. Vacation all I ever wanted. Vacation gotta run away. And that's how we start our new episode of <laughs> Hindsight is 2020, where we are in the world of vacation. Ooh, what kind of vacation? A national lampoon vacation. Ooh. With Europe and Christmas. And, and Vegas, apparently. Vegas and Cousin Eddie's Island. Oh, no, 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 we're not taking that trip. <laughs> and Old Navy vacations. <laughs> we are... Uh, we're going to attempt comedy. Comedy's a different breed, a different animal, if you will. Than what? Than anything else that can get a sequel. Because... Oh, hey, we tackled comedy there with the burbs. Correct. But that... this is outright comedy. That burbs was kind of like a comedy with a hint of drama thrown in. I would think. But I could be wrong because my thoughts are often wrong. Mm. But this seems like a, you know, hangover, airplane kind of. We got to do a sequel to an outright comedy. Can it be done? Usually not. <laughs> Should it be done? <laughs> and what you have here is you've got 1983's Vacation, 85's European Vacation, 89's Christmas Vacation. 97's Vegas Vacation, and then sometime in the history of our planet, somebody decided it was a good idea to make Christmas Vacation 2, starring Randy Quaid, only, on an island. And we've got a totally new vacation movie that's going to come out next year, apparently. That's right, or depending on when you listen to this, 2015. Yes. (laughs) With Ed Helms and Leslie Mann and Christina Applegate and Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo as the grown-up Rusty takes his family on a vacation. And I guess we're going to talk about how this could either be a really horrible idea, leave it alone, (laughs) as we are often wont to say, or eh, you could do worse. I don't know. Uh, Maybe we can just debate a little bit about the whole reboot sequel kind of thing. Because we've never done that before. No. No. (laughs) So meanwhile, in this new episode of Star Wars, what they're going to do is Ed Helms is going to be a Jedi Knight who finds Leslie Mann, who is 
actually a superhero that Marvel has. That's right. But Christina Applegate comes in from the DC universe. Yeah. <laughs> flying in on her Quinjet from the X-Men universe. And then all they do is go find the bunker where Tom Hanks is buried in the Burbs 2. And it's all to fight back against Corey Feldman, and, the universe's and greatest villain. Mutt Jones is behind it all. <sighs> Part time. So, there's a... Okay, well, episode done. Let's go. <laughs> That's a hindsight of hindsight. is 2020 right there. Uh, too much meta. Uh, so, yeah. What uh, what, are, what are your thoughts here that they well, are doing I, another I don't know. Maybe, well, I was going to say, let's just talk about a little bit about what's out there and what kind of impressions or connections we have with it. Well, I can do a Chevy Chase impression, so... Go for it. No, I can't, really. Okay. Not. Good. Give your best Fletch two line reading. Go. There's little termites in your <laughs> ear, <laughs> and you have to get real close to the floor and bang your head and scream. John Cock Toastone. That's all I got. Oh, okay. But we've got the gloriousness that is Harold Ramis directed Vacation, the original Vacation. In my family, this was a gold standard because my dad would laugh his ass off at it because it reminded him in some ways of driving the station wagon full of obnoxious brats uh, to vacations. So we never did cross country, but uh, and we never had dead ants on the roof. And But did you have the family truckster? No, we did not have the family truckster, but uh, we did have a Chevy Impala blue wagon. Ooh, there was, you go. With the jump seat in the back, we are facing the wrong direction. Woo! What, was it in the metallic P? We gotta get these people the metallic <laughs> P! <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not the metallic P. But I, that the first movie holds that dear place in my heart because my my dad is not a huge movie fan, television fan. He never was. Very simple. But there's few things in this world that I know he liked, and it was always interesting from a psychotherapy point of view, is what holds a special place because it made him laugh, and this was definitely one of them. Well, I think it's one of the easiest ones to kind of connect with, and I think as we talk through a couple of these other existing movies, part of the strength of this uh, early one and everything was... For a lot of families and for a lot of people, this is that kind of shared growing up experience that you can kind of go back to um, as far as loading up the car and driving somewhere for hours on end and getting into various levels of crazy. <laughs> and then getting into what will become a Griswold theme that I just realized this morning before we started. Mm. Kidnapping. <laughs> They're going to do nothing do but that? kidnap. Do we have that in the first one? They kidnap John Candy. Oh, that's true. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second one, Beverly D'Angelo gets kidnapped. Gets kidnapped. That's true. And, and then, then the third one, Christmas they kidnap vacation. The boss. <laughs> All right. So somewhere in the third act, <laughs> <laughs> we have to have Ed we Helms. Have to have someone get kidnapped. <laughs> Ed Helms kidnaps his sister Leslie Mann, and only his wife Christine Applegate can come to save them. From the DC Universe. Are we sure she's not coming from Anchorman? Oh! oh. 
Oh, we're doing uh, that kind of universe. Uh, oh, no, let's not go there. We're doing that kind of universe here. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, Ed Helms comes from the office. Leslie Mann comes from 40-year-old Virgin. And they team up with Anchorman to go up against Thor in Philadelphia or something. I'm just... and, and the whole movie just ends in one of the Anchorman-esque uh, anchor fights. Royale, battle royales. And then Chevy Chase goes back into school and community, and Beverly D'Angelo goes back to work with uh, with Ari Gold on Entourage, and they all just leave their separate ways at the end. Okay, again, episode done. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so First Vacation is a classic. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting. It's almost too bad we don't have somebody who's younger than us. Uh, who didn't kind of grow up with uh, this movie series and everything, how well this stuff kind of translates today. Yeah, would would they understand those old Navy commercials from a couple years ago where Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo are doing the Christmas lights, um, and then suddenly, you know, you see all the Rusties there, where Anthony Michael Hall shows up, and then the kid from European Vacations there, uh, and then Juliette Lewis is there as Audrey from Christmas Vacation. Would they get that? Would they have any connection to that? Or was the, or were those commercials solely made for us and people older? Well, then, uh, what is it? One of the Family Guy Star Wars, aren't they flying around at one point in the station wagon? And there's a joke in there about that. Yeah, but again, Seth MacFarlane's our age. Uh, yeah, true. so everything in there is as that reference. So yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what someone younger than us would would have to say about any of the vacations. I would think Christmas Vacation is probably one of those movies like Christmas Story or It's a Wonderful Life or something where Christmas movies have that different feel. They do, where they just get put into this box. It's like Christmas music. All right, well, you are now in the pantheon of Christmas movies, and every year at this time, they're pulled out no matter how old they are, and they're just part of what everyone knows. The Charlie Brown Christmas special? Sure. It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah. Now Little it's... claymation Rudolph? Yeah. Christmas Vacation? Yes. So now they're all going to be pulled out, and so I think that just exists in that pantheon, but I think the original Vacation... I mean, you watch it now, and yes, we have nostalgia for it, but I think somebody born in 1990 would watch that and be like, well, this is just from a complete... I mean, it would be like us watching something, you know, a family in the 60s going on vacation. It's like us well, watching The Wonder Years going, well, that was a whole different time. Yeah, and plenty of people still obviously drive today and that kind of thing, but I feel like a lot more people kind of fly, and so some of some of that type of... Uh, humor and subject matter might be a little bit harder for uh, more of the audience to connect with, but I could be totally wrong. All right, so then let's talk about flying. So they do that in European Vacation. That's true. And um, what one, I was going to say, what is your what is your feeling on the follow up there? So two years later, it's been so long since I've seen European Vacation, but it's it's okay. It's not great and by any means, it's. I feel like that one has more flow problems, and I don't know if it's just the way it's edited or the fact that they're trying to cram in going to some of these different countries, and so um, we don't have the through line that we had with, like, the Christy Brinkley temptress lady 
kind of following them to these different destinations or what it is, but it just feels more uneven. Well, you do, but you have it ham-fisted, and now it's a guy following Beverly D'Angelo. And but then, doesn't doesn't that only happen once they get to Italy? I don't think so. They're not I think, in like Britain and Well, they have the running gag of beating up Eric Idle. Uh, Eric Idle, yeah. And then you know, he's always getting hit by Clark in some three stooges slapsticky way. But there's the guy who's following around Ellen Griswold, and I think it happens occasionally throughout the movie, and then suddenly, yeah, she's kidnapped at the end for some reason. And yeah, it, I would. I was. I remember it is not taking place until they got to Italy, and then it just kind of felt tacked on. Like, well, we need to wrap this up somehow. I know. Let's have a kidnapping. <laughs> I think right there you nailed it, and I, why we can move on from European vacation. It felt tacked on. It was. It was a. It was a sequel to a very successful movie, and in those days, what you did was. How do we do everything to recapture that magic again? Well, we had him following a hot girl. We'll have a guy following our hot girl. We'll have, you know, random slapstick, because that's funny. Look, Eric Idle. Hey, he's showing up. And, oh, now they're in this wacky place, and they're in this wacky place, and they lost all their money. So they're going to go buy wacky clothes. And it just became... A parody of itself, yeah. Rapidly, yeah. I don't know. They they seem to both kind of embrace for comedic purposes certain stereotypes, and at other times kind of run away from it. And just it was just tonally kind of uneven. Um, is the fact that they always change the kids and the kids' ages in this? Does that matter at all to you with this series, or is it just something we just kind of accept and go, oh, whatever? No, it's just it's the little quirk of the series. Yeah. It's their little thing. It's so they can do an old navy commercial in 2012 with three different <laughs> rusties. That must be what they had in mind. <laughs> or, There'll be payoff down the road, folks. That's right. We get to do, wait for this commercial. We get to do commercials when none of these guys become famous really except for the one on Big Bang Theory so he doesn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh it, it yeah, European vacation is blah, but uh I think they got it. They nailed it pitch perfect with Christmas Vacation. I was going to say, now, what what is it, other than it being a holiday movie and what we've already kind of said about that, what is it about that one that just makes that work? It's because they didn't copy the first movie. It's an actual further tale based on the characters of, you know, the Griswold family and Clark in general. It's based on their characters doing something else. So, so the characters actually matter in this story, is what we're saying. To the degree you can in a vacation movie. Sure, I mean, it's a comedy, and it's meant to be over the top. And but instead of, well, here they are in another wacky, wacky traveling adventure. adventure. No, this is, all right, well, we've seen Clark Griswold loves his family, and he has this particular job, and they, he loves doing holiday things. So he's going to get obsessive about holiday things. Well, let's show a different form of a holiday where they don't travel. And we see him at work. And he has family issues at home. And here's the rest of his family coming in. All these things are spun off of, yes, comedically so, but spun off of character. And that's why it, it works and flows. Because you took who was established in the first movie, but they... I think they learned quickly from 
European vacation, they didn't copy the events of the first movie. They took the characters of the first movie and made a new event. And again, I think like the first movie, you've got the strength and the fact that this is kind of a shared experience that a large portion of the audience can kind of roll with, with like large family gatherings around the holidays and some of the goofiness that comes out of that. So um, playing to that strength, I think, helps as well. And kidnapping. And, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and and before we, uh, well, we can go on, but... This also features the second coming of good old uh, Cousin Eddie, the other Quaid brother. Yep, you've got that kind of through line and connection. You also have got the uh, yuppie neighbors. Oh, yes. <laughs> not as, like, um, support and everything like that um, e- e- as Elaine a through from, line. Elaine from Seinfeld and yep. her nameless guy are going to show up as the neighbors. Uh, yeah, it, it. There's always the 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 patterns, but yeah, that's why it worked is because they they just spun it off of the characters and created something new. And well, it didn't seem like they were trying as hard as I felt like they were at certain points with uh, the European vacation. They seemed, I don't want to say too aware of what they were doing, but there was just a different vibe to this tonally. They were just more at ease in their yeah. characters and ready yeah. to just play with it. Yeah. In a different arena. That is probably the best way to do a straight-up sequel, is take the characterization you created and let them play in a different world, so to speak. Well, and they tried that uh, almost a decade later by taking them to Vegas, right? <laughs> right? Oh. Uh, oh. It wasn't exactly a road trip movie, but it was also... I don't know what it was. <laughs> I, I saw it I the one saw time. It, yeah, I saw it one time. I only remember a couple of uh, scenes out of it, and it's mostly just images. It's like I couldn't tell you hardly anything that happened event-wise or plot-wise in that. I just remember it feeling very tired and flat. Which is the definition of a series is done <laughs> because you sh- they should have just gone out on the high note of Christmas vacation or done something m- more rapidly after 1989 and not waited till 97 like uh, do we do we know why it, yeah do we know why it took so long to do another one i wouldn't know why but my guess and this is just a mindless guess would be that Chevy didn't want to do it then he went off to try to do something else and his career disappeared because this was right around the time after Christmas vacation he got the ill-fated talk show oh yeah I forgot about that and then when that disappeared you think okay well he tried some other things and well what we had nothing but trouble thrown in there Uh, was this in the era of cops and Robertsons and that kind of Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Okay. And, yeah. And and suddenly you have Chevy Chase, one of the bigger stars of the mid-80s, now is one of the bigger laughing stocks, honestly, of the early 90s, and he's become insignificant. So my guess, without any knowledge otherwise, is that they did a Vegas vacation because Chevy said, I want to do another one. And Beverly D'Angelo was like, well, I'm not really doing much anyways. And I'm hanging out with Al Pacino. That's right. 
Oh, you're going to go to Vegas. <laughs> uh, you're, you're going to Vegas? What are you saying to me? What are you saying? Are you going to gamble everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> so they go to Vegas, and they get new Rusty and new Audrey, and they get into shenanigans in Vegas with Don Papa Giorgio, and it was... Yeah, again, saw it the one time, don't need to see it again, not good. Yeah. So what did the masterminds of this series decide was the best way to keep it going if they needed to keep it going? <laughs> yeah, where where did this next anomaly come from in 2003? <laughs> okay, so if you're a producer on this and you say, well, we need to do a direct-to-DVD of this, and we can't really afford Chevy Chase, but maybe we could... Nah, even to afford his measly salary, which wouldn't have been too much, what we really need to do is make a Christmas Vacation 2, so a sequel of one of the sequels, starring Randy Quaid. However, he's not the star. Yeah. (laughs) I'm wondering if this wasn't just something so that they could hold on to the rights or something like that. It's just like, we got to crap something out so that we can hold on to the rights. Is this a Generation X kind of situation? What what are we dealing with here? Why does this film exist? That is very possible. That that is a, that is a good. I, I need to hit that in Google. Is why does why does <laughs> why is there a Christmas vacation to two? Why is there a at, at a whopping two point seven stars on IMDb? All right, so I just typed into Google, why is there a Christmas Vacation 2? And all it does is just give me a description of Christmas It just vacation. starts laughing at you. Cousin Eddie's <laughs> Island Adventure. Uh, it was an American made-for-TV comedy film, so not even direct-to-DVD. It was on NBC oh, wow. in 2003. Uh, oh, God. I don't know. Is Warner Brothers connected with NBC in some way? Well, you may no. It doesn't matter. I mean, the, oh, okay. the studio is going to make the show, and then they sell it to a network. And then they sell it. Okay, all right. God, I don't even know if I want to read this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you built up to it. Now you, you got to tell us what's going on. It is the sequel to Christmas Vacation, although it is more of a spin-off than a direct chapter of the spin-off? Vacation series. Oh God, were they trying to start something that would be like <laughs> multiples of this? Because Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo do not appear. This is the last film in the series to date to be linked to the National Lampoon brand, although Warner Brothers still holds the trademark for the name and its characters. Okay. And the best part of it is the Christmas Vacation 2 cover art (laughs) (laughs) that someone decided to draw the worst drawing of Randy Quaid ever in shorts. Uh, and it's an artist render. Oh God, just it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought any of this was a good idea at all? Randy Quaid, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, reception. The film may have been the worst <laughs> ever seen in their whole life, says one reviewer. <laughs> 
The cast ended the Christmas episode of the show by running a DVD copy of the film through a paper shredder, putting the shredded pieces in a Ziploc bag. And <laughs> oh, no, that's from uh, Red Letter Media. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so how did they end their episode of Best to the Worst? They put the DVD in a paper shredder, put the shredded pieces in a Ziploc, and mailed it to Warner Brothers <laughs> asking why this was made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's oh man that's and speaking of which if how do how did how did this get made doesn't tackle this at some point for one of their holiday episodes are gonna be severely disappointed this just cries out for that question being answered how did this get made uh, just, Why does this exist? It just lends to the interesting question of, uh, all right, so is there a vacation brand or are they just beloved movies? Well, yeah, this is one of those things since we do have this film coming up next year and we kind of have a basic premise laid out for what that's supposed to turn into. Um, <laughs> Do we need more vacation movies? Is this something that can still work? Is this is there anything left to get out of this? I think the only thing they could do is maybe go against what they're thinking of doing. I'll put it this way. I'm not okay. I'm not a huge fan of Chevy Chase anymore. I mean he's on community. Well he was on community and everybody seemed to hate him, so he got fired. And he just seems like a very difficult guy to work with. And he's not really that funny anymore. His shtick is long done. He was in Hot Tub Time Machine, and it was almost like a useless throwaway part. He had no I was, laughs. I was going to say, what would you say was his last good movie? Probably Christmas Vacation. Yeah. It, it That depends, I think, on what your personal taste is you know everything oh yeah it's a it's a highly subjective question everything's subjective i mean the the general consensus would be christmas vacation but then if you have soft spots for things like me you know this i have a small soft spot for a not great movie called memoirs of an invisible man I, i like that movie even though i know it's not really that good but I like it. Oh, we've now, all got our guilty pleasures or stuff that we connect with. Sure. And, and that's 1992. But even that is 1992. And, <laughs> and the man, he's not done, he's not been very prolific in the last 20 years. He hasn't done a whole lot. But what he has done, I mean, he was the weakest part of Community for me. He, he didn't really get me any laughs in that show. And I, you know, I saw a little bit of season one and some bits and pieces of season two, and then I just kind of it dropped off my radar. So I don't even know what they did with the whole Pierce character beyond a few episodes. I it was just kind. He was just kind of there. It's like, oh look, it's Chevy Chase. Uh, he basically just got killed off. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. well, there you go. <laughs> so I, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So I would think that what. What they're doing for the reboot right now is the low-hanging fruit. They're going to do Rusty grown-up taking his kids on vacation. And Grandma and Grandpa Griswold are going to show up. And depending on how it shakes out, what I'd love to see is get Beverly D'Angelo and Chevy Chase some good writing and make it a 
like, a, and then how they may do this, mm. but I, go back to Wally World, but instead, it all takes place like at on vacation. So kind of like Christmas Vacation took place all in essentially one location, with the events happening there. So instead of a traveling road movie, so instead of having Ed Helms as Rusty Griswold, and they're going to have crazy adventures on the road with his family. Uh oh. While Grandpa and Grandma Griswold wait for them to show up. No, I think it should be they want to take the the grandparents on vacation with them and their kids. Uh, so they're all going to meet at Wally World because Rusty really wants his dad to be able to enjoy Wally World for once. And maybe they never went back. And maybe Clark has got some sort of bad health diagnosis or something. So you don't you don't get too maudlin with it, but you just... And you just have fun in one location. So maybe Rusty takes him to Wally World, he brings the whole family there, and then shenanigans occur inter-family-like instead of on-the-road traveling kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know what exactly they're going back for at this point. Um, I'm really worried that... Uh, we're going to get a lot of winking at the camera going, hey, do you remember this? Well, here's this joke updated. Oh, do you remember when this happened? Well, here it is again in a different form. I'm really worried. You, know, you talked about going for the low-hanging fruit that uh, they're going to poison themselves on <laughs> the low-hanging fruit. Um, actually, while you were talking, if you wanted to kind of split the difference, I guess if you did something like a cruise where you would be stopping at different destinations, um, but you would have kind of one central uh, setting to kind of play off of and you could keep the family dynamic together and it's like they pay for the family to go on this cruise and everything like that. Um, I don't know. I could see some interesting things coming out of that premise, but uh yeah, I mean, I like the idea of going back to Wally World. I guess, again, my concern would be too much of a been there, done that type of feel to it. Yeah. Maybe it's the last year of Wally World or something. They're going to be shutting in the park down. Um, and then we can just come full circle. But then the only problem that you'd see there is that it would be the first time you'd have an open connection to the previous film as to where you'd be seeing Ed Helms and going... That really should be Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so, no reason not to. At this I'm already, point. I'm already putting holes in my own theory here because there were no connections between the other films outside of the names of people. Nothing was ever connected between the four movies. Uh, didn't they have Christy Brinkley show up on the road in Vegas Vacation? Wasn't she driving around? Wasn't that some joke in there? <sighs> Yeah, I'm sure that they did. <laughs> but that's that's very tangential. Uh yes. That's just a that's a big old wink. But oh, no. yeah, there's just been no callback, so yeah, you couldn't really do that without Anthony Michael Hall. So scratch that whole idea. <laughs> but I think the idea of maybe just taking everybody to Disney World or something like that. And, you know, there's some sort of diagnosis, some sort of like, this is the last go around for this for Clark and Ellen Griswold. Well, we talked about the ones that we felt that worked the best were the ones where it was more of that kind of shared experience that people have and kind of playing off of it and that type of thing, which was part of the reason I threw the cruise idea out there. Um, again, I would kind of worry about 
and we don't know where they're going on this trip or something like that. I would worry about if they made it more of the travelogue format of the second one that they'd just get lost in, I don't know, trying to play off of settings and stereotypes again and then go, oh, wait, we have to end this movie and just throw something together. Do we need another kidnapping plot? Oh, God, no. (laughs) No. Audrey's gone crazy as Leslie Mann and she kidnaps the whole family. That's right. It says, no more vacations! I can't take it anymore! Well, come on, but that's one of the hallmarks of the series. I could sense that what they would do is either go to New York or go to Los Angeles as like a vacation. Because I don't know why the New York thing, I'm getting like Home Alone flashbacks. Uh, okay. That's a, yeah. I, for some reason, when you mentioned that, I'm just like... Home eh. Alone in New York. Yeah, that's right. There was one of those. Yep. <laughs> Coming up on our next Hindsight of 2020, the Home Alone series. <laughs> they, they, they do a Christmas vacation in New York City. It's the ultimate trip. <laughs> they're uh, actually, on that tangent, there actually was an awesome poster that somebody did on a bunch of, like, mock-up, like, fake movie posters. Somebody did a fake movie poster for... Home Alone colon retribution and they had pictures <laughs> of like Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern and Macaulay Culkin now older on like some old like snowy road. Oh my. <laughs> it was like it's retribution. <laughs> and it was really funny. Uh vacation. Looked pretty good, yeah. So all right, we could talk about this probably for no much longer because there's not much longer to get to vacation, I don't think. Uh Funny first. Uh, would you would you would you want them to do some kind of a actual like sequel to one of the existing movies that isn't Cousin Eddie's Island? Say, they, they already did that, and it was Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure, and apparently it was the greatest thing ever made. Which I got to watch that Red Letter Media now uh, to see that. It's got to be based off the characters. You can't do. Well, everyone loved the road trip, so we're going to do a road trip and just happen to put these people in. No, that's why. Th- why I think the- they tried that with the Vegas thing, didn't they? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but that's well, no, because that wasn't much of a road trip. That was just in Vegas. But uh-huh. so that's what I mean. I think they're going off of these themes. It's like, well, we did the cross country family in the car. We did Europe. Uh, we did Christmas at home with the family. We did going to Vegas. We did the island adventure with Cousin Eddie. Mm. So we could do, like you said, either the cruise or going to New York. The Griswolds are going to New York. Hey, or the Griswolds Lake Vacation, otherwise known as the Great Outdoors. Doors, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I There's something in me that says, leave it alone. It's over. But there's another part that would be interested in seeing a true wrap-up. Yeah, and I'm not rooting for anything bad to come out of this or anything like that uh, with my comment again about I'm not sure exactly where you could go. I'd I'd be very pleased if they could come up with some fun way to tell one last adventure with this uh, group of characters and everything like that. But They really uh, need to do the Chevy Chase Beverly D'Angelo wrap-up, though. Yeah. (laughs) Because it seems like they're going on in perpetuity. Well, what I was going to say, what's left to kind of wrap up with those characters? Well, I mean, they're they're older now, so they're grandparents, so you could do something like that. 
you know, dealing with Clark maybe is retired and has too much time on his hands or, or something along those lines. But something to put an end point on it, definitive end point, so that you don't have this fake married couple. And I know they've made jokes in interviews about how they're essentially married to each other without being married to each other. Mm-hmm. And that they just get together every couple of years like in a fair marriage. And something to put a definitive point so that they don't show up in another Super Bowl commercial as Clark and Ellen Griswold. Hey, here we are. Hey, I'm, I'm seeing the I'm seeing the promos for the movie now, man. It'll it'll happen. I'm just, seeing the marketing campaign. Just end it. I mean, just put a it's put a it's bow. okay to end series. Yeah, or not even just series. If they want to go off and do something else with Ed Helms or whatever, but just Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo need to just be done with these characters. But give them a good send-off. Give them, they're the grandparents, and either they die or they're retired and they just go off to live. It ends with them driving off a cliff like Toonsis the cat. Is that that what you're looking for? Put him in the family truckster and send him off. He's got Ellen in a garbage bag on the roof as it's raining, and he just peels up i don't know the dark the, ending of the vacation. fatalist ending of the <laughs> vacation movies <laughs> uh, or if they just want to do the, everything's like poetry <laughs> they just have uh one of beverly d'angelo or clark dies and ed helms has to put him in a bag up on the roof of the car uh, you, you go you go very, very uber meta. Everywhere that they stop on this trip are destinations from movies that Chevy Chase was in in the 80s that were hits. So they go to the golf course. <laughs> hey, it's Fletch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're suddenly in L.A. At a pri- and the private detective comes in. We- <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, he wasn't that. <laughs> I think vacation is the. Yeah, that's the thing he's really kind of known for out of that era, isn't he? Vacation with a side of Fletch. Yeah, because I was Saturday like, I was, as I was sitting there thinking, I was like, ah, Funny Farm. Where, where else no. could I send him? <laughs> no, it really isn't. He yeah, was, he was prolific from Vacation, Fletch, and Saturday Night Live with some Caddyshack thrown in. Yep, but I guess thank- that is about it. So, after our next episode, where we do Home Alone 9, we're going to (laughs) come back and do Caddyshack 3. And Uh, we're going to bring Jackie Mason and Dan Aykroyd back, because they were the best parts of the Caddyshack series, honestly. So, (laughs) now we're doing our own best of the worst show. (laughs) We we don't need to put the audience in that much pain. (laughs) God. All right, well... We're we're on this holiday road and we want it to come to an end. We're gonna see how this end how this spins out next year, but for right now I'm to hop in the truckster and hit the Metallic road. Metallic P <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Episodes can be downloaded on iTunes or at EnceladusLiterary.com. Why? Because we're the Griswold! Opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect those of Enceladus Literary. Okay, but... Ah!
I think you're all fucked in the head. We're 10 hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doo out of your assholes. <laughs> I gotta be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose. Holy shit. Dad, you wanna ask for something? Don't touch! <laughs> <laughs>